It's time to unravel the hidden mysteries of the universe. Time to uncover the truth hidden beneath the veil of lies. Time to transport your mind from the perverted matrix and connect with your higher consciousness into the world of the divine paradigm. The divine paradigm. Divine paradigm. And now your hosts of The Divine Paradigm, Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson. Aloha and welcome to The Divine Paradigm on KCOR Radio at kcorradio.com. And I'm your host, Janet Kira Lesson, with my co-host, Dr. Sasha Alex Lesson. Our producer is Tina Marie, and our guest is Chris H. Hardy, and we're going to talk about Cosmic DNA at the Origin. In this thought-provoking theory, systems scientist Chris H. Hardy, Ph.D., lays the foundations for a universe in which consciousness is the driving force of creation that we experience in our lives, and yet a hyperdimension of collective intelligence all the way to the origin. In a witting and well-informed style, Hardy takes us on a grand tour of the fifth dimension, black holes, the zero point, and vacuum, and the hottest cosmologies to show that adding this ISS hyperdimension of consciousness interlaced with hyperspace and hypertime not only is, a very cons- is very consistent with most physics discoveries, but also explains why we are endowed with consciousness. Moving beyond a materialistic or random the frameworks, Hardy weaves a new cosmological paradigm in which consciousness and matter evolve in synchrony, in synchrony, I'm sorry, and a part of our being is hyperdimensional. From the point of origin in the midst time before the first quantum, before particles and matter, space and time are born. This hyperdimension unfolds as a golden spiral driven by the pi ratio, an infinite spiral staircase. It bears on its innumerable spires a boundless field of information issued from parent universes that contains the imprint of all beings' worlds of many past experiments. And yet this cosmic DNA is a field of potentials that is neither deterministic nor limiting for our own universe. Rather, it is a collective consciousness that will grow and choose its innumerable paths. It is the true dimension of ourselves and individual consciousness. So we are going to introduce... um, our listeners to this subject. It's going to be very, very interesting. Sasha, what would you like to say before we bring on Chris H. Hardy, PhD? Uh, yes, uh, from my uh, perspective as an anthropologist, uh, uh, one of our uh, founders, a guy named A.L. Krober, talked about how uh, once a time is ready for something, it comes out. The oikomeni, the world uh, of a uh, 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 membrane, so uh, to speak, uh, of, of Earth sort of uh, is ready uh, for it, and what an, I find a number of theorists in different uh, using different symbol systems are coming up with, and uh, it's the same thing that Chris has so eloquently uh, put up. That is, at some place you get beyond the dimensions, and there's an interdimensionality, and that the uh, sort of the uh, gateway within us is the, uh, simultaneously touches on the gateway within everything and everyone, and we escape from the hierarchy of consciousness into a place where the uh, singularity within each of us is instantaneously available to the singularity within each and every uh, being and molecule, or something like that. But Chris will explain it a lot better. 
Welcome back to our show, Chris. Aloha, you there? Uh, I'm so happy to be with you again. Very nice to be on KCAO. Yes. Yes. Cool. We're excited that you're here. So maybe you can bring this down to a slower level and break it down so beginners can understand it, and then we'll take it to the quantum level. Uh, tell us about your newest book, Cosmic DNA at the Origin. What is it about? Uh, well, the, the main point, as you know, is that uh, I was working uh, all my life on a conscious life on a theory of uh, psi uh, on consciousness because I was experiencing, like you both are doing, I was experiencing a high state of consciousness under many uh, types of uh, psi phenomena, uh, clairvoyance and precognition and some PK also. And uh, I, I thought that uh, the models we had in uh, psychology, in cognitive psychology, uh, were clashing with uh, the result that we were getting in experiments on PSI uh, on, because they were positive results. And nevertheless, uh, it was also clashing also with uh, the physics of uh, uh, at least the relativity Einsteinian type of physics and uh, not uh, a little also with uh, quantum physics. Uh, I have a different position from uh, many parapsychologists, uh, researchers, colleagues of mine, because I am in the, I was in this field to do my uh, uh, doctoral thesis, and I am still uh, a foot in this f uh, field. Uh, but uh, they believe that uh, you can explain psi phenomena uh, through quantum physics. Uh, however, they are mostly relying, uh, up to now, it starts to change, they are mostly relying on the uh, Copenhagen School of Quantum Physics, which is uh, posing uh, as a basis uh, and determinacy, uh, which means that uh, the basis of all that exists in the universe uh, would be uh, undeterministic. And of course, if you have this as a basis, then you cannot again explain consciousness. So now they are shifting a little more toward a Bohmian, uh, David, David Bohm uh, kind of uh, framework uh, to explain uh, uh, that there is some kind of implicate order. However, this uh, theory is um, uh, very interesting when you are talking about uh, waves that are pilot, that pilot waves theories, they are called. So the waves are piloted uh, by uh, something that is uh, not of the same layer uh, which, which would come from an implicate order, but it does not. Uh, uh, it does not. Um, it is not integrated into uh, the physics of uh, that we can work on. 
uh, it cannot help us to up to now uh, to make to solve equations on the it's it's just creating more unknown in the equations okay and so basically uh, what i what i i did was uh, to uh, develop a semantic field theory where i had uh, already uh, also very influenced by carl jung on the collective mm -hmm. unconscious um, I on on the by the fact that he himself uh, was uh, prone uh, to have all kind of uh, psi phenomena, and myself I I started with uh, meditation on the psi phenomena uh, happening to me when I was 18 years old. So I there was one thing I could not I could not doubt at all was the fact that those phenomena existed together with high state of consciousness, state of oneness, samadhis, that, uh, uh, the, the connection to the cosmic consciousness. So mm -hmm. consciousness so was Chris, definitely something. Mm. Chris, what kind of psi phenomena were you having? You said this is when you were 18 years old? Uh, when when I started meditation, yeah, it was like uh, uh, it's, it was like a, a, a blooming and a, a, a very very short in a very short period of time. I started meditation. I must have been uh, uh, having a lot of uh, previous incarnation. Uh, that's some I could remember as a yogi under a tree <laughs> in India. Uh, but uh, uh, it's just like uh, I started reading the Vedanta uh, uh, philosophy um, on the Upanishad of this uh, Advaita Vedanta, the philosophy of oneness, of yeah. non-duality. And uh, I, I started, uh, I saw one posture of... Uh, of uh, um, posture yoga, you know, I just took the posture mm -hmm. on proof. I was uh, getting into a high state, which was not very high at that uh, moment, but was still much higher than <laughs> the ordinary state well, of uh, consciousness. So I, I kept going on, on the, uh, as soon as I did some, uh, this kind of meditation, totally spontaneous, you know, just uh, feeling because I was writing at the time poetry, and uh, so I would uh, keep keep um, exploring those states, trying to go each time uh, further. You know, I would meditate like one hour, uh, one hour and a half, whatever time it took, so that I could get to uh, opening a new, uh, a, a little more step, and one more step ahead. It was a very so when you would get to these states, were you were you like going out of body? Were you uh, yes, traveling that's space? Well, if it, you could kind of break that down for our listeners so that they can get a picture of what was happening, uh, you had a, a high emotions and you were very what joyous, ecstatic, and well, um, I had and then uh, what was going on? You were traveling in space or something uh, out I, of body or. Uh, it was like it opened everything at once. It was very strange uh, because I have practically very, very few things before that. 
and suddenly it's like uh, I was seeing the aura around the people, but I was seeing aura around object. I was uh, seeing uh, rays of light above uh, buildings, and I have done uh, this. I wrote this book, uh, the Sacred Network, uh, to explain the. Uh, the, the the type of energy of consciousness uh, that is uh, uh, that people are imprinting on buildings uh, when uh, they are praying, for example, in the temple and all that. But it's much more than that. It's uh, related to the uh, geomagnetic field, and and then uh, there is this very ancient science that I was uh, making a remote viewing. Uh, you know, there is uh, some kind of uh, uh, mystery uh, to the fact that uh, the Celtic people came from northern uh, Germany and Scandinavia uh, around yeah. 2500 BC only. And when they came, the, the, all the megaliths, uh, that were uh, a load, loads of them between uh, England, Ireland, and, and France, and, and more. Yeah. They, they are everywhere in the world. Uh, but uh, the megaliths were already there, like Karnak. Uh, I mean, we have uh, uh, megaliths, uh, especially the table, the flat table, they are uh, dated like mm -hmm. 5,000 years ago. Uh, so it's like uh, 6,000, some of them, the oldest ones. And, and so there was, a, who, there was this mystery, who was the builders of the megaliths? And, uh, right. and, uh, yes. What do you think? So I did, I did, did some... Uh, who, who built the megaliths? Was that part of... Uh, see, we're tracking it down, and um, there's a key with the the common blue-eyed ancestor, <laughs> which I'm suspecting is Enki, and, and that it emerges from the Black Sea area, and uh, what do you call that? Um, anyway, mm. there, there's a common, they say there's a common blue-eyed ancestor that's common to everybody blue eyes, and it's one, it's a man, it's a, one man, so I'm thinking, well, Enki was here. And then they're looking at the megaliths, which, um, so the Celtic people apparently are um, Enki's people because they have a certain blood uh, combination and the genetic, co you know, DNA combination with the the red, sandy, blonde hair, the blue eyes, and the green eyes. And so, if you could track it back to the Black Sea, how did they get from there to the British Isles and Ireland and all that area, France through France, Germany? Have you been yeah. able to track this all down? It. I'm not saying this very well, but I have an understanding mm -hmm. on this higher level that there's. Uh, I think the megaliths were built by the Anunnaki. Were they perhaps leading the way for people to migrate um, after maybe the Sodom and Gomorrah, and there was a, a catastrophic uh, event? What do you What do you think? I'm just putting it together on my own mind. Well, what do you guys? Well, let's go back to the fact that, uh, uh, I mean, and, uh, for me, I had all those uh, types of uh, psi phenomena, like also the, uh, the understanding, the, the experience of a harmony field in groups of people, like uh, in a collective prayer and all that. But these, they came, uh, uh, I would say, uh, it was like my late 
19th, uh, 19 years old, uh, up to until the uh, 20 when I was 20 years old, uh, with some experience in a monastery in Brittany. So whatever I had, all those phenomena uh, happening all the time. And uh, uh, it was becoming absolutely evident that uh, there was an energy of consciousness. For example, um, you know, when when you see auras, okay, you can explain this uh, with bio, photons and all that by now. Uh, but uh, uh, when you see uh, uh, an energy like rays, uh, straight rays, um, um, shooting out of uh, spires, you know, on top of uh, churches and temples, and they are absolutely straight and going straight into the sky, uh, and other ones that are also shooting out of monuments, but in an arc undulation kind of fashion, you know, and there are uh, different ones, there are cosmic rays and there are the cosmotelluric uh, waves, you know, that turn around the, the earth and connect all those uh, temples and, uh, mm -hmm. from all, all religions, all sacred places. Yes. So whatever, yeah. it, it's, it was absolutely, uh, you, you could not uh, explain uh, what I was experiencing, what I was seeing, without uh, understanding that consciousness itself was a type of energy, and and so uh, I did all my my whole theory of because uh, uh, um, semantic field theory in cognitive science to posit. Uh, um, also, I I like to uh, remember that uh, I was heavily influenced by Carl Jung. I'm a, I'm a, I have been a Jungian uh, reader since uh, lover since uh, ever. You know, since I woke up in my consciousness around 18 years old, it all came at the same time. And uh, for example. When I had those experiences in uh, in Brittany in um, in a very uh, independent uh, kind of order of of monks that were uh, Orthodox uh, monks, I mean Christian Orthodox. However, they still had the 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 knowledge uh, uh, of uh, the ancient Celtic, uh, you know, uh, Druidic uh, priest people and uh, the uh, I had uh, I saw you know I was uh, like and feeling that I was in a kind of telepathy field because I could I could hear so I was 19 as I said I I was hearing in my head and it was very disturbing for me all the minds of the of the six or seven monks that were there and uh, and I had to go far away, and then I discovered that there was a limit. That one step further, I was out of this field and alone in my mind. And that if I would take a step backward towards the monastery, I would get all their minds again. So it was so incredibly astonishing that uh, there would be a limit in space for something that was a telepathy field as I was calling wow. it at that time. And, how and far then away I saw... Did you get, how, big, how 
How hmm? big was that? Uh, big uh, was it, was a, it was it was a very small field. Uh, I would say that I was no more than uh, uh, beyond the field uh, surrounding this big uh, building that was a monastery in uh, Brittany, in a tiny village, where they had a flat uh, megalith and a church on top of uh, just next to the megalith. Uh, on uh -huh. the no, on a, a church on top of the megalith of, of the table, you uh -huh. know, dolmen, dolmen uh -huh. type affair. And uh, uh, I would say 150 yards, uh, meters, uh -huh. you know, uh, uh -huh. Uh -huh. outside of the building, around it, and uh, on, on the uh, and I put a, a, a marking, you know on the, this tiny path uh, going to further away in the field so that and, mm -hmm. and then each day each time I was going because I was fleeing from this monastery and the, the people crowding my mind you know so I would go and I found uh, a flat stone where I could read and 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 uh, sink and breathe and uh, be by myself and uh, each time I was passing exactly at the same place, uh, proof I was back into this field, which was oppressive for me, until the night where uh, we were having dinner together and everybody was talking, so it was like normal, you know? So there was also a greed in the sky, so there was an, an absolute necessity for me so to, to find new... Um, what to describe those uh, to myself to understand those uh, experiences so uh, at that time it was a telepathy field then i when i had the same experience at 21 years old in the sacred town of Nas nasik in india near bombay uh, i it was a gigantic field this one we are talking about the wall hurt uh, of the, this, this sacred town around the river with the ghats, you know, which are uh, uh, pools for people to, in the river, uh, for people to mm -hmm. bathe, have a sacred mm -hmm. bath. And, uh, and this was like, uh, I would say, extended like, uh, now it was maybe two kilometers long along the river. It was like, uh, not exactly a sphere, but uh, an elongated... Uh, um, an ovoid kind of field, you know, and uh, along the sacred temples, along the river. And uh, it was absolutely uh, even more stunning that there was also uh, coming down the first time I went down from the top of the hill to the to the river, to the sacred part, the sacred, uh, sacred most sacred path, uh, part of town. Um, at one point, uh, in front of a tea shop, I mean, the, the image is still there, that the little road was turning. And plus, uh, I was taken into this incredible, magnificent, that a field of consciousness, a so high field of consciousness, with not a single thought of nobody. It, uh, so I call it a harmony field. And I had the same greed uh, in the sky, like uh, a geodesic uh, greed, uh, grayish, you ah. know, 
on the blue sky. So it was really like a dome with this uh, energy of consciousness of all the, the ascetics, the gurus, the sadhus, the wise people, and men and women that had been meditating for ages in this sacred town. What was so the uh, uh, geometric shape? What was the shape that you saw? That's very important. What shape did you see? You are talking about the grid. Yeah, uh, yes. What you said you, uh, you, you saw it, it was a like, pattern. You, yes, it was like uh, the same as in Brittany. It was like, uh, on, on, even if in Brittany the, the sky behind was more grayish, uh, and in, uh, in India it was deep blue, you know, of course. Uh, nevertheless, this, it's like, uh, it's like a, a fissure net, you know. Uh, with uh, I have described the, the length, they are nearly square, but uh, as it is geodesic, it's a little rectangular uh, at the zenith, and uh, um, it's like uh, I would say um, <clears throat> uh, it's like 50 centimeters, 70, 70 it's like uh, a moon and a half in length and a little less in width, you know, uh -huh. and, uh, and uh, as it is, uh, as you can uh, perceive it in the sky. And you it you is all around. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. You call it a geodesic, like if it had a solid shape, what would the solid shape be of the whole thing? No, no, geodesic is just uh, the structure of uh, the fact that it is, it can be uh, calculated on a sphere. This is a geodesic, oh. you know. So I'm talking about the, the geo. I'm, I'm using geodesic as a structure, a pattern, you know. Uh, that is a, the pattern that can be put on a sphere. It's like as if you would put a fissure net on a sphere. Oh. And, and you look oh, uh, from inside yes. the sphere, you know, and you look above. To above your head, and you see this against the sky. So the only thing I was seeing was the, the lines that were delimiting uh, these geodesic uh, facets. You know. Wow! Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and so, uh, so I did that with the semantic field theory, and then I realized that uh, only a few years back that uh, you could, in fact, uh, um, uh, there was a way that you could uh, uh, elaborate a theory of this semantic energy, as I call it, the energy of consciousness. So in short, I, could, I call it SIG, S-Y-G, uh, SIG energy for semantic. So it's, it's an energy of consciousness. Sorry to bother you, but we're coming up on our break. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we have to take a break here. So you're listening to Divine Fire and I on KCOR. We'll be back in about six minutes. You are in the Divine Paradigm with Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Some call it the high human. 
Share your thoughts by calling the KCOR Digital Radio Network hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Worldwide callers use Skype name KCOR Radio. More positive potential revealed in the exploration of the paranormal after this. This is KCOR Las Vegas, home of the Digital Radio Network. Broadcasting from a shack just south of Area 51. Wait, that doesn't exist. This is the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Now for the news. It's time, once again, to unravel the mysteries of the universe by connecting the dots of the higher consciousness. You get to really sort of enjoy a bizarre ride. Become part of the show by calling the KCOR Digital Radio Network hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Worldwide callers use Skype name KCOR Radio. Tweet your thoughts anytime by using hashtag KCOR. It's my favorite thing to know every day. Escape the Matrix and join the conversation live in our chat room at www.kcorradio.com. Now, back to Divine Paradigm with your enlightened hosts, Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson. And we are back, Janet, Sasha, and we're speaking with Chris Hardy. Sasha, are you there? I'm here, indeed. Uh, yeah, we're really... What would you uh, like uh, to say? I, I would like to say, you know, at the beginning of uh, the show, I mentioned how uh, when, when the truth becomes apparent and people are ready for it, uh, many people all over who are tuned into the uh, uh, grid uh, get it. And so what we found is that... Uh, uh, Chris Hardy, who we're, we have, we have you today, and but Caroline Corey, uh, Russell Bruininger, and others have basically said that when you reach a meditative state where you are no longer totally attached to just this 3D reality, you can reach a point where there's a portal to all consciousness, all to all times, more than just the akashic record. You reach uh, the uh, the infinite. Everything that's there is all there. And uh, you can, you have, it's, it's, it's a totally wonderful thing. And what Chris has done and uh, what um, Caroline has done is shown the mechanisms, how it works. It's really exciting stuff, folks. So Dick. All right. So, Chris, um, yeah, we were yeah. talking about yeah. Caroline Corey's. I will hook you or hook you up with her information. She has a movie out. She was our guest last week. So, um, this, um, Quantum reality. Yeah, um, let me matrix. let me finish. Go ahead. Yeah, go let ahead. Let me uh, answer uh, Sasha because I mean, go on with him because uh, it's very uh, important what he, what he was saying that uh, it's true that we are experiencing now on Earth uh, uh, a great proportion of the population is undergoing a kind of leap in consciousness and we are literally uh, opening up to all kinds of new psi capacities in a very wide range 
uh, all over the world, whatever the country, uh, the religion, the culture, uh, all people are becoming more sensitive and uh, prone to have synchronicities, uh, coincidence, meaningful coincidences happening that, that are just uh, the tip of the iceberg of uh, something that is happening in the collective unconscious, which is a contact on the connection with this hyper dimension on which I, I, I did this uh, theory, because uh, not only, and just believe me um, on that, because I don't want to spend time on that, but uh, the whole physics uh, of, uh, uh, is uh, taking sense, the fact that you have quantum field with different uh, uh, properties and, and, uh, and the relativistic kind of energies. Uh, everything is getting, uh, making sense uh, when you add some hyper dimension. And this is why mm -hmm. in uh, the new models of uh, uh, super strings theories and all that, M, uh, theory and all that, you have something like 11 or uh, more dimensions, 10 or 11 dimensions. And mm -hmm. this is because you need hyper dimension in order to uh, uh, make, uh, to, to connect together uh, the different layers of, uh, of the cosmos, which is uh, the matter uh, space-time layer and then the quantum layer which is more undeterministic that's right but then uh, some people started to understand that there was a still deeper layer to the cosmos yeah. to reality and this layer um, had to be uh, not exactly causal I mean you know Sasha uh, you, you, um, and Janet, we we have we are always thinking in uh, in kind of in a dualistic way. It's either this or either that. Either uh, quantum physics, quantum field, and deterministic, or uh, uh, the entanglement cannot happen. And if we proved the entanglement, then we have to say it's undeterministic. This is not the, the way it is. The way it is, is uh, I believe, is that uh, reality is layered. And you cannot oh. make sense of either physics, nor consciousness, nor psi phenomena, if you don't allow this layered kind of cosmos, and especially with the hyper dimension, which is beyond space and time, beyond the Einstein space-time, you know? But you have, mm -hmm. to, you have to realize that uh, when we talk about quantum particles, because they are particles, they are above uh, the first quantum, they are above Planck scale. And it means that they still are in space-time because they are matter particles after Planck scale. But we know very well that there is something, an immensity of reality mm -hmm. that is before Planck scale. And this is not matter. And this is the only thing 
all physicists agree on is that before Planck scale, before the first quantum, we, uh, this is a big interrogation point, but we know one thing, it's not matter, and there is no space, no time yet, no causality. So what is there, you know? And this is where I, I thought that uh, even being only a system scientist and not a physicist, I thought that uh, there was one possibility, which was a hyper dimension of consciousness, but yes. that has also uh, is a, a kind of a braid, uh, a, a triple system with hyper consciousness, hyper time and hyperspace. And then uh, you have a grid uh, which is uh, allowing for uh, information in a, in a kind of um, pre-space, uh, pre-time, uh, pre-matter uh, universe, you know, in, in between universe bubble. So I'm, mm -hmm. uh, I'm in, a, in a kind of theory, a framework uh, that, uh, interestingly, is very, very much uh, in harmony, in sync with uh, all the ancient uh, frameworks of, uh, uh, we talk about uh, the philosophy of non-duality, Advaita, Vedanta, uh, in India, mm -hmm. on, on Vedism, on the, the Taoism, uh, the field of Tao is a, a field of consciousness. And if you if you have uh, studied a little Taoism, it's very very interesting that they understood the Tao uh, as a, a pure cosmic consciousness that was so uh, complex and so intelligent that and, and yet it was not a personalized God. You know, this is what is interesting. I've never been. Uh, into this idea of a personal God. But I, I am into cosmic consciousness, but the cosmic consciousness that is, uh, that is at the same time a oneness field and at the same time uh, a plurality of uh, uh, tiny, uh, it's like we would be in this cosmic field, even in just our universe bubble, we would be like, cells, conscious cells. Uh, and so you have mm -hmm. to put consciousness in any any um, uh, system, uh, however mm -hmm. tiny, like down to the particle and even before uh, the virtual particles that are before Planck scale, before mm -hmm. matter, space and time. And I call mm -hmm. them sigon, sigons, uh, meaning... Uh, Units of meaning, particles, uh, virtual particle waves of meaning. There are frequencies. Yeah. So it's memes. Yeah. We would call them memes in uh, in uh, linguistic anthropology. Uh, they're they're the units of meaning. Memes. Yes, semantic. Uh, I use sig to me to refer to semantic, which has to do with meaning, which is creating meaning in in a act 
active way, you know? And so I have those seagulls that are virtual particles. Now, if you imagine that any system from the particles uh, to uh, the cosmos, the universe itself, you know, and in or everything mm -hmm. in between, uh, like a planet, like uh, uh, an organ in our body, but also, of course, our own uh, consciousness as uh, human beings, ourself, everything would have any matter system, uh, would have a hyperdimensional layer, you know, attached mm -hmm. to it. Like, mm -hmm. we have a consciousness, and it's not a duality, it's just the fact that there is an essence that is deeply penetrating all matter, you know, and and so you yeah. can explain now with such a model, you can explain that uh, if this hyperdimension is beyond space and beyond time, beyond matter, then you can explain all psi phenomena and you can explain all spiritual phenomena like out-of-body experiences, the fact that you have a dream body, a dream-time body, that you can travel uh, instantly to uh, Mars if you want to, to do that in, as, in uh, OBE, that you can uh, receive the thoughts of uh, uh, maybe aliens, <laughs> you, Janet, <laughs> and connect with uh, other worlds. And, uh, yes. and you... Yeah, because you are beyond space and time. You just have to connect with right. this uh, absolute uh, great field. Right. Well, you know, the other are there places uh, where you, does it make a difference whether you're in a place that has a big energy field or you're not? Does it uh, magnify? Is that an amplification if you go to the right place? Well, I I must tell you uh, something that one day I had a, I had the surprise of my life when uh, I was in a super in inside a, a huge supermarket, you know, and uh, I suddenly had a, a very very clear co co just falling on me, you know, and uh, remote viewing of uh, an event on the other side of the planet. And it was like, I could not believe it, you know? It's like, oh my God, I'm in, in under, I don't know how much, I'm sorry, I'm not an engineer, but ton, uh, thousands of tons of uh, uh, concrete, you know, with uh, uh, this uh, uh, metallic grid inside to make it more uh, strong. And so I am into an absolute Faraday cage, and and yet, yeah. and and down, you know, with uh, layers and uh, on top of uh, where <laughs> I got. <laughs> and I had this absolutely clear uh, image of uh, you know unfolding of an event. <laughs> it was very strange, and uh, of course then I attracted as I was turned, you know, in the middle of uh, an alley, <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking to the sky. I mean, after a while, some people <laughs> came by to, to see if I was not trying to steal something. <laughs> so, uh, hey, lady, are you okay? Oh, cool. 
<laughs> of course, of course. The what you were saying, Sasha, is that uh, when when you are inside the temple, uh, there, is, there are two things. I mean, I, I distinguish three types of uh, energy. Uh, link to uh, important and, uh, when we talk about consciousness. The first one is the telluric energy, the cosmo, uh, the sorry, the geo and uh, magnetic field, which are really uh, magnetic energy all over the earth. Yeah. Okay, and we know that the megaliths and then the temples, I mean, were always uh, built on previous megaliths at the same yeah. spot it's always the same spot and each new religion is building its own temple uh, on the previous ones and and so we have this cosmo telluric uh, i'm sorry this is geomagnetic energy we call it telluric earth earth energy okay and yeah. then you have the cosmic energy which is uh, attracted by anything that is pointed, like spire, the Eiffel Tower is just perfect, you know, uh, on the, any mountain, and that's where you have the young energy, the dragon lines in uh, Feng Shui, uh, on top of mountains, and, and so everything pointed is attracting this cosmic energy, and these are the straight rays that are shooting from the sp spires, uh, mm -hmm. into the, the cosmos, you know? And then, yes, or, yes. or maybe the, the center of the dome, a, a center of the dome is sometimes you always have a little pointed thing at the center, it's the other side of the roof, and this is attracting this uh, cosmic uh, straight rays. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So the telluric energy, uh, they are the, the undulating ones that are horizontal, following Earth's surface and going down like uh, sometimes 150 uh, yards, 300 yards, it depends on the terrain, you know. If you are in the middle of the desert, they are very lengthy. If you are in a town, they are very, they are, they are taken uh, vertically because uh, because of the buildings, you know, and each spire is attracting its own energy. So you have those uh -huh. undulating uh, telluric energy and then the cosmic energy like rays. And then you have a third type of energy, which is the energy of consciousness, SIG energy. So when you are in a temple, which has been, of course, built as a crossing of the telluric, the geomagnetic lines, you know, at the crossing mm -hmm. where you had a megalith and then uh, uh, a Roman temple and then a Christian temple, uh, I mean a church mm -hmm. or, or whatever, cathedral. Uh, and then uh, those lines are crossing there. And then mm -hmm. you have all the people that come to pray at this place. So when mm -hmm. we pray, uh, we are connecting with the uh, of course, our faith and religion and the spiritual figures, but we are also connected to uh, the place where we pray, which is uh, the crossing of this incredible energy, which is has an effect of uh, uh, heightening consciousness by itself, the crossing, yeah. some crossing. And, and some 
uh, so you are you are there, so you are more concentrated because of the crossing of lines on the building, which has a specific shape that is even uh, the stone is keeping the energy. So the stone is building up building up energy from those telluric lines, from the cosmic line, and from the energy of consciousness of the people praying. So it's like a condensator, you know. And so when you are uh, praying in a, in a temple or wherever, you know, uh, uh, at that point, you are receiving the uh, stock uh, energy in that place, in the stones, that, I, that is very, very refined, you know, when, when you have those magnificent architecture uh, all over the world in all religions, uh, magnificent energy uh, um, uh, type of architecture, you know. And so you are receiving and you are giving. But of course, the accumulated energy since uh, uh, centuries in some places is, is very, very strong. Like I was talking about this harmony field, um, which I call tel telehor field, telepathic harmonic field. Because, yeah. yeah. And, and then when you have this in a, in a sacred town since millennia, has been sacred the place so you have an incredible accumulated energy and this tell half field is is constantly there you know okay wait wait can i go back because i'm 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 is it it's a mystery was this supermarket built on a place where there was a sacred site before or was it just you no no of course yeah, not i mean i mean uh, uh when i'm talking about the Telhar field uh, in some very specific uh, places and inside most temples that have been uh, built specifically on the grid, on the cosmotelluric grid, then uh, that's one thing. And, and the energy is, is there accumulating and, and it's like permanent, you know, on this place. Oh, I, on this I, place. I, I but if a, I anywhere I in the world, anywhere in okay. the world, even in a supermarket, this hyperdimensional type of energy, SIG energy, the energy of consciousness that is hyperdimensional, will penetrate will penetrate any matter on even a Faraday cage. Yes. Gotcha. But I just I was just thinking, at least metaphorically, that the supermarket was a temple to Mr. Hollande and uh, the uh, socialist materialist government and uh, that was uh, that was the uh, the t their temple uh, but i guess that's just my my way of knowing <laughs> well anyway you have uh, the accumulated energy of uh, millions of people over a, a few years you know <laughs> but but it's not exactly a sacred type of energy <laughs> It's not heightening consciousness. <laughs> we're coming up on our second break, so if you want to kind of wrap up this train of thought, and then we'll go to commercial, we'll be back for our final segment. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. We have like another uh, um, minute and a half before the... Okay, now's a good time to stop anyway. Okay, so let's go to break. Get the conscious energy 
uh, all three of them uh, come into play. Mm-hmm. As far as I got anyway. Of course, of course. All right, so this is a good place to break. So you're listening to The Divide Paradigm on KCOR Radio. We'll be back in about three minutes. You are in The Divine Paradigm with Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Some call it the height of human civilization. Share your thoughts by calling the KCOR Digital Radio Network hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Worldwide colors use Skype name KCOR Radio. More positive potential revealed in the exploration of the paranormal after this. d events invite you to las vegas october 20th through the 22nd for the international symposium of quantum consciousness and healing at the alexis park all suite resort located at 375 east Harmon avenue for tickets and info go to 5d events.com that's the numeral 5d events.com keynote speakers lectures workshops panels exhibits a documentary film and a dinner banquet on saturday are all part of this amazing three-day epic event Friday, October 20th through Sunday, October 22nd from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. daily at the Alexis Park All Suite Resort in Las Vegas. This is a global gathering raising consciousness, healing, peace, and transformation. Keynote speakers include Andrew Basiago, Jordan Maxwell, John Lear, David Adair, Professor Marin Kesh, and Dr. Sam Osmanagic. That's the International Symposium of Quantum Consciousness and Healing, October 20th through 22nd at the Alexis Park All Suite Resort in Las Vegas. For tickets and info, go to 5devents.com. That's the numeral 5, devents.com. Woven throughout the universe are keys to a hidden message, awaiting a voice, a voice that can decipher their coded meaning. A cosmic connection to the cosmos. Tune in to the KCOR Digital Radio Network at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern for Cosmic Connection. Cosmic Connection. Cosmic Connection. Cosmic Connection with astrologers Caroline Lynch and Merlin Wizard. Your weekly astrology reading is but a phone call away. So call Cosmic Connection, Sunday, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and get your free reading today. Cosmic Connection with Caroline Lynch and Merlin Wizard, exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. That's good. Good. Paranormal Radio never sounded so good. Join the hosts of the American Ghost Hunter Show each week as they shoot from the hip without holding back. They're kind of unpredictable. Not like the rest of us. Live every Thursday night, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Right here on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. 
Come hear some of the hottest authors, investigators, as well as TV and radio personalities from around the world on the American Ghost Hunter Show. Our survival depends upon it. Hauntings, UFOs, cryptos. If it's branded paranormal, we'll be talking about it. The American Ghost Hunter Show. Live Thursday nights, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. The only question you have to ask yourself, are you ready for it? Yeah! All right! It's time, once again, to unravel the mysteries of the universe by connecting the dots of the higher consciousness. You get to really sort of enjoy a bizarre ride. Become part of the show by calling the KCOR Digital Radio Network hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Worldwide callers use Skype name KCOR Radio. Tweet your thoughts anytime by using hashtag KCOR. It's my favorite thing to do every day. Escape the Matrix and join the conversation live in our chat room at www.kcorradio.com. Now, back to Divine Paradigm with your enlightened hosts, Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson. And aloha, we are back, Janet, Sasha, and we have uh, Chris Hardy, and we are talking about the grid, physics, and all kinds of things. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, back to you guys. So I'm kind of like here listening, and my mind is getting blown, but go ahead. Somebody, um, okay. Sasha, you want to take okay. it away and summarize it, and then back to Chris. Okay. Well, uh, we're, we're saying that you can reach a hyperdimensional uh, singularity consciousness by meditating that leads you to a place where you're not bound. Consciousness is free and bigger than the material, is free and bigger than everything, and it helps you solve any kind of sex you have. For so here, finally, we have a theoretical uh, framework that's being provided that has showing us how to get out of the matrix of causal thinking that we're locked into and rise above it. And so that's what uh, Chris is bringing to us. And I'm really excited by what you've got to say, Chris. So. Yes. Um, uh, I did the whole uh, theory based on the uh, physics on quantum physics and uh, uh, it's called uh, Cosmic DNA at the Origin. It's a, a book you can find on uh, Amazon. Uh, and so, uh, but uh, for uh, what interests us is uh, the specifically the consciousness part of it. And um, yeah. if you if you take the grid of this uh, hyper dimension that is consciousness, hyperspace, and hypertime, uh, we have a new dimension of uh, rhythm, uh, which is uh, which is going to interest uh, a lot uh, people uh, that are musicians. Uh, and I had I myself play, play drums, and I always had all my. At one point, I started having a very very strong feeling that rhythm was 
a dimension of reality all by itself. Yeah. And it just kept popping up in my mind once in a while in high states of consciousness that this reason was something. And it so happened because also I experienced so many field, telepathic harmonic field with uh, groups of people uh, while I was playing drums or while we were jamming a few people together with diverse types of instruments. So that's, that's a book called The Sacred Network, and it has been published by Inner Traditions. And, and so the, the, the cosmology uh, based on the hyperdimension uh, uh, shows uh, the type of, uh, of uh, physical, I mean, it's a virtual physical substrate that we have to understand uh, our own self, the higher dimension of our consciousness, the one that is not only attached to the body and, and the neurons, but is able to uh, uh, exit the body in the dream time body, in the OBE, out of body experience, uh, and, uh, or uh, is able to connect with cosmic consciousness uh, in uh, some kind of high state like samadhis or high meditative states. And, and so now you see, uh, through this theory, you can see that uh, our own self with a big S, uh, our higher self, is uh, totally hyperdimensional. And it is only, uh, it has only, uh, uh, it is pervading also uh, all uh, our cells and the particles in our body. Uh, in our field, uh, but it is also uh, purely hyperdimensional and able to connect with the cosmic field yeah. Uh, yeah, that oh, is Chris, a hyperdimension. Do specific rhythms, like drum rhythms, uh, uh, it isn't just a matter of seeing, obviously it's a matter of now we can hear, not just see, but are there specific rhythms that evoke Specific um, uh, kinds of uh, connections with a uh, with hyper consciousness, and uh, is this? It almost seems like a Morse code, a series of uh, computer uh, codes uh, that uh, free you from uh, this matrix. Well, uh, um, I I don't believe. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm a little uh, original in that sense, but uh, I, I just don't believe this uh, stuff that we are um, uh, kind of imprisoned in the Matrix. Of course, I absolutely love the film Matrix. <laughs> it's no problem. <laughs> However, I believe that we are, uh, uh, as soon as you are starting to be on a quest, uh, for your own uh, self and uh, starting to experience high state of consciousness, whatever the way you are experiencing them. And in my book, The Sacred Network, I'm talking about Taylor Field uh, being uh, mm -hmm. able to exist uh, from praying together, meditating together, to jamming together, to trance dancing, 
uh, to uh, any type of uh, of uh, group situations, like concert or whatever, you know. And it doesn't matter. It's the fact that uh, our uh, self-consciousness, uh, especially with uh, a, a musical and ryth rhythmical uh, kind of uh, atmosphere, you know, environment, are able to get in sync together in the frequencies, the high frequencies of the hyperdimension and vibrate together. And also the words we are using, oh, he has good vibration, she has uh, whatever, you know, it, it's, uh, it's this, it's this hyperdimension, uh, the, the knowledge of it that is unconscious in us, because if you, for example, it has been my experience that uh, uh, when you have uh, huge groups of people, like uh, in a trans dance, for example, trans dancing at a con huge concert, uh, you mm -hmm. have you have everybody. I mean, if you have a few people uh, being in sync, it takes suddenly it makes like uh, a huge field on taking the whole group of people. And so uh, some people are able to uh, realize that this is happening. Others are just enjoying uh, the great dancing or the great music, whatever. But unconsciously, everybody knows that we are connected on the same yeah. frequencies, on the same rhythm, you know. And this is the hyper time dimension in, uh, in my model. And it, everything is on frequencies, but those frequencies, don't forget, they are below the particle level, they are below Planck scale, but nevertheless, mm -hmm. they, are, they are still frequencies. So it's like, um, and there is a new field of physics uh, looking at that, you know, it's very, very interesting. In my book, I, I have gone through um, explaining, you know, presenting all those new theories on uh, research on uh, the research uh, on, on rhythm, on gravitational waves, on some kind of, uh, you know, like huge sound wave coming from all the way to uh, Perseus, uh, for example. Incredible. Uh -huh. and, and so you have this. And, and so the basics, uh, the, 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 sorry, the basis of the cosmos, uh, including the space-time bubble, where we have our bodies, and including the hyperdimension, which is like a, a larger bubble around the space-time bubble, you know, of our own <laughs> universe, which is a, our universe bubble, and, and then coming from the previous universe bubble on, on, on a very long line, and so we we have this hyperdimension that is at the same time uh, in, in a physics term uh, it's called uh, and, uh, when it is it, it is at the same time inside uh, the tiniest uh, particles as uh, uh, below Planck scale in any point of this space time you go below Planck scale and you have the hyperdimension. But if you were outside the bubble, 
are looking all those dots opening on the hyperdimension below, you would see a blanket, a cloud that is surrounding, and it's a one stuff, it's a oneness field. You you, you see what I mean? Yes, indeed. It's like, <laughs> yes. And, and, and the physicists say that, I mean, the... When it is inside, below Planck scale, inside a particle, you call it compact hyperdimension. And when it is uh, the cloud, like a layer of the universe, surrounding the universe uh, with uh, hyper frequencies, you know, hyper time, hyperspace, then you call it the bulk of the hyperdimension. And you have one model by Lisa Randall, and I'm, I'm uh, of course, following uh, her grid uh, that has, at the same time, the compact, the hyperdimension she's positing mm -hmm. is, at the same time, compact inside the particles, and at the same time, in the bulk around the, 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 the universe. And all this is just one little universe bubble, but then you have infinities of universe bubble on this kind of spiral, you know. So like yes, there are per pearls, pearls on the collar, you know. But is there ever a boundary on the most inclusive cycle? And if the most, you know, that's what it comes down to. Is there an end to uh, the bubbles uh, that... Uh, include other bubbles within them. What's that, the origin of that? Uh, no, of course not. not. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, everything in this dimension is, uh, you cannot say it's infinite, but you you have to say it's, it's near infinite. You know, it's quasi infinite. Yeah. It's like uh, uh, if you imagine the hyperdimension in each of your particles in your body, uh, which is not exactly correct, but let's imagine it like that. And, and then you have a hyperdimension in each of your atom, which has already yes. so many particles. So it's like already a collective field at the level of the atom. Then you get to yeah. cells and all, and you get to an organ, like, like your heart. So you will have mm -hmm. the hyperdimensional field of your organ, which is the morphogenetic field of Sheldrake, you know? Yeah. This is yeah, hyperspace. Yeah. This is a form. This is a, the system, uh, the collective system, like a heart, uh, has... Mm -hmm. Uh, hyperdimensional field. Uh, uh, I on, on this is a, a morphic field, and it's also yeah. a field of rhythm and also a field of consciousness. So you have the consciousness of your organ, the heart, and then you yes. go to your your whole person, uh, your whole personality, and you have your body. So you have you have the consciousness field of the body, and then you yes. have the hyper-consciousness of everything, which is your self with a big S, yeah. which, is, which is like connected totally inside, the, connected to the, the hyper, the cosmic field, the hyper-dimensional cosmic, I mean, at least planetary, and then 
<laughs> you know, uh, more and more. So you, it's uh, it's quasi infinite. Yes. Uh, okay, I I understand that. And then, uh, how would you account for the uh, Sanskrit Hindu idea of of lila? That out of the uh, inchoate uh, 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 cosmic uh, beginning, there's a sort of a play where sometimes the largest is the smallest, and the hierarchy that you describe about bubbles being within other ones can be reversed. Is it, uh, you know, I guess when you're the size of the mouse, the cat seems really different to you. <laughs> well, uh, uh, you know, there are some. Um, uh, for me, you know, I'm, I'm not into uh, uh, despising the body like in Christian uh, religion uh, or, or sexuality. I'm not into uh, saying that uh, like the ancient uh, Greeks that uh, our uh, space-time uh, universe is only uh, the shadow in the grotto, you know. Uh, of a higher dimension. Uh, I'm saying that there is a higher dimension, that each one of us, uh, we can access it. Uh, and, and then, um, especially when we are in groups of people yeah. and we are getting ourselves in sync in a telepathic harmonic field, in a telehealth field, and then we are accessing, you know, a higher dimensional part of our being uh, on, on, on together we are accessing it, and everybody, yes. everybody in the group is uh, into it, and this is creating a leap. Because if I can express something, uh, which is uh, difficult to say and uh, rare for me to say it, uh, at full moon, at very specific, because everything is connected. So uh, at full moon, you have a very specific cosmotelluric energy as we said earlier, which is already uh, geomagnetic plus cosmic energy. And as those full moon, if you are at a certain time, if you are uh, getting into high meditation state or high transcendent state, whatever uh, high state you, you can access at, the, at this very moment and place, and you can, you can connect to the planetary field, because uh, at one point there is one layer uh, which is uh, uh, between our own self in a, that can have a, a samadhi state by oneself uh, next to the river. Then we can have a collective state, a teller field with a group of people doing the same thing or in sync, and then you can in one of those states, each one you can, uh, you can access uh, a field of hyperdimensional self that is around our planet. And it is surrounding our planet, and it, is, uh, it has always been there. It was uh, in my, because I, I know it since uh, this same years, about 21 or so, and it's like, uh, at the, before in the ancient times, you know, uh, which has seen, for example, the development of uh, the yoga, different paths of yoga, uh, this cosmic consciousness, uh, the illumination, you know, was achieved at a very, very late time in life. Why? Because 
the, the, this field of communion between the saints, communion of the saints in, in the Catholic religion, it refers to this planetary field. And in time past, long time past, this, it, it's like a, a bubble around our planet. And it was very far from the planet, very, very high energy and very distinct from the lower energy of humanity. But as we are get, getting into this sleep in consciousness, uh, decade after decade, I have felt this uh, planetary field, the bubble around the Earth, coming nearer mm -hmm. to the Earth. Meanwhile, we are getting higher in frequencies. Our frequencies don't stop uh, becoming more uh, rapid. And, and, and so more elevated. And so mm -hmm. now uh, we we are able to have this uh, Taylor field, planetary Taylor field created uh, very often, and especially on uh, dates like full moons, uh, but also some uh, religious dates of different religions, uh, because because you have so many people that are in a, high, a kind of uh, excited state, let's say. Even if it is Christmas, you know, each family is kind of uh, bubbling with energy. And then you have this access to this uh, planetary field. And soon we are going to get to uh, the what had been um, forecast uh, by Teilhard de Chardin uh, was a philosopher and he, he was the one to come, come up with the concept of biosphere, but also of noosphere, which was a mind yeah. sphere, you know? Uh, and mm -hmm. he was saying that uh, the next leap uh, of humanity, so we are talking about 70 years ago, and he was saying that the next leap of humanity was going to be uh, the collective consciousness. It, we had gone through the development of our own personality, individuality, and now we are going to get to the collective mind. And that's where, where we, we are going to have all our uh, evolution coming. So the planetary wow. Taylor field, I believe we are going to get into it. And this is a great, we are already getting it to, into it regularly. Uh, at, uh, before the year 2001, uh, with the 9-11, uh, the we had a nearly permanent planetary Taylor field that crashed instantly with uh, the events of uh, 9-11. There, there was a... And that might be why, that might be why that happened. Because we were getting there. Yeah. That might be why no, that no, happened, no. because we were getting there. No, um, no, no. It, anyway. It was the opposite. Something happened on the... Right. Yeah. It crashed the, the yeah. planetary field. And so yes, now we're uh -huh. getting back to it again. We are. So we have two minutes to close. What would you like to say to our listeners? Well, I I can uh, give uh, maybe some uh, guidelines uh, to get into in touch with those fields. Yeah. Uh, for example, yeah. if if you are in a 
uh, dancing is a is a very uh, uh, blissful way, and, and bliss is a very important joy, bliss, fun. It's very important to get high in consciousness and, and to, to get more elevated. And it's a, it's a very interesting way. For example, me, I love to do tarot cards to develop my precognition abilities. And I've done that because it's fun, you know, and I learn. So in transcendence, in, in, uh, or in a kind of festive kind of uh, environment, uh, if you want to uh, to get into uh, this Telhar field, you have to first get inside uh, yourself as if you were in sync with your whole being, and then it will open Chris, on the other people. That's a great place to end, Chris. Thank you very much. We're out of time, and thank you, listeners. You're listening to Divine Paradigm on KCOR. These people are making love. In three, two, one. Until next week, we must leave the world of the divine paradigm. But always remember, you all exist on more than one plane or dimension. And there is a shift coming. A shift to universal consciousness. A shift to the divine paradigm. Divine paradigm. Divine paradigm. For more information on the divine paradigm as well as the hosts, Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson, please visit their website at AquarianRadio.com. Divine Paradigm, live every Tuesday afternoon, 2.30 p.m. Pacific, exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Your transformational future is at hand. This is KCOR Las Vegas, home of the Digital Radio Network, broadcasting from a shack just south of Area 51. Wait, that doesn't exist. This is the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Now for the news.